And now a different view of two very different issues. Andrew Jung is here. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. We start with the question, what are the implications of Kim Jong-nam's apparent murder and how South Korea should approach this new twist in inter-Korean relations, potentially, even though the killing took place in Malaysia now more than a week ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, Andrew, that uh, the authorities have been unable to pinpoint any cause of death yet, which makes it hard for South Korea or anyone to be too confident in, in progressing with North Korea at this point. Right, and confirming what exactly happened, I guess, what is the ultimate goal of everybody, I guess, involved in this case. And really here in South Korea, I, I really didn't see any positive remark regarding this incident for obvious reasons. Yeah. And well, I mean, just to spell out the facts very briefly for mm -hmm. anyone who's not mm -hmm. seen it, the mm -hmm. CCTV footage shows two women approaching Kim Jong-nam right. at the airport last Monday in Malaysia. They appear to cover his face with something. Mm -hmm. Within minutes, he was in a medical center and right. he died on his way to hospital. So, right. whatever it was, was right. quite quick. And we, we're still not sure what exactly this chemical is. And obviously... You know, from the left to the right, I think a lot of the Korean newspapers and uh, the media were, were not too, I guess, happy about what, what happened in Malaysia. And started with, uh, I'm going to jump to the Kuminibu. And uh, uh, the editorial in that newspaper argued how not to approach Kim's murder, which, and the newspaper took a very critical note against former South Korean Unification Minister Chung Se-hyun, who is also a key member of uh, the Moon Jae-in Preparatory uh, campaign committee uh, for Mr. Moon's, I guess, uh, campaign coming up for this election this year. And the newspaper took a critical note against uh, Jung Se-yeon because Jung made remarks that appeared to hint that Kim's murder could be viewed similarly to former political purges carried out by former South Korean presidents Lee Seung-man and Park Jong-hee. Uh, the Kuminibo called Jung's comments, quote, very improper, uh, also found Jung's comments, quote, deplorable, and had left the newspaper, quote, dumbfounded. So, as you can notice, this newspaper was not too happy about what Mr. Jung said, and the newspaper criticized Jung for comparing the alleged assassination of Kim Gu by uh, South Korea's first president, Seung Man Ri, uh, to the recent assassination of Kim Jong-nam, Jong allegedly by Kim Jong-un and his North Korean regime. Uh, to briefly, I guess, you know, comment on what who Kim Gu is. Kim Gu is, of course, uh, one of the uh, most remembered uh, South Korean uh, activists during when the country was occupied by Japan. And Kim Gu is suspected to have been murdered by an assassin who was sent by Lee Seung-man. This, of course, is debated hotly by historians. But uh, what's essential here to our argument is Chung Zian compared uh, the murder of Kim Jong-nam to the murder of Kim Gu. And the newspaper here, the Kung Minibo, notes Chung was making a historical comparison, but it adds that by making this comparison, Jung is implicitly e equalizing the two events and justifying them as both natural consequences of political power struggles. Yeah, I mean, as you point out, it's a hotly contested question anyway. But let's just say, for instance, the allegation is true concerning uh, Lee man It certainly doesn't justify mm -hmm. another killing, does it? No, it doesn't. And that's why, you know, the question, is, the, the newspaper is questioning here why Chung didn't criticize the mm. North's uh, alleged inhumane actions when the regime killed Kim Jong-nam and mm. uh, rhetorically asks whether Chung really is a former senior South Korean minister. And this is where the whole North Korea question could become increasingly divisive ahead of the election because there may still be suspicions that some politicians are a little too easy on North Korea. Right, right. But... The Seoul Shinman is another newspaper that's been covering this. Right, and it 
also was not too happy about what's been going on. And in an edit- editorial discussing how to approach uh, this incident, Ho Chi Minh entitled it "Isolate the North." So there you go. So through the title, you can just immediately notice that this newspaper was not too happy. And uh, this Ho Chi Minh argued it was common sense that no one except the North Korean regime had an incentive to kill Kim Jong Nam. Uh, the newspaper continued in its editorial dated early Tuesday that it is impossible to think that someone from North Korea would be authorized to kill the eldest grandson of Kim Il-sung, who is, of course, the founder of North Korea, without approval from the chief ruler. In this case, uh, Kim Jong-un, the little half-brother of Kim Jong-nam. And the newspaper concludes that the murder of Kim Jong-nam is nothing but a ploy to get rid of a possible political replacement for Kim Jong-un and concludes that the international community and South Korea must work uh, to force uh, the regime to change. And I guess, you know, countries that import North Korean uh, labor must be aware that they're inviting potential North Korean spies, according to the newspaper, and countries that defend and support the North's action must know they're only giving lifelines uh, to this regime. And the Sojim, again, concludes that Kim Jong-un probably killed Kim Jong-nam to address the risk of a foreign power intervening in the North to attempt a regime change. But... This Ho Shimun says Kim Jong-un in this case paradoxically has only intensified uh, international calls to change the North's regime. It's such a challenging issue because regardless of whether you condemn North Korea's actions or not, the mm-hmm. impulse to want to communicate with Pyongyang right. is highly commendable. Mm-hmm. The things we've also heard analysts on the show make the point that if you offer aid, for example, mm-hmm. it, it can actually hold back natural reforms within the country. Mm. So, um, again, I, I'm sure this issue will continue to intensify, but you've got another newspaper view as well here. Right. Um, this one is from the Munaibo, and the afternoon newspaper here asserts that the assassination should serve as a reminder to South Korean officials that the North has an abu- abundance of biochemical weapons, and the uh, editorial there notes that had it not been for the CCTVs at the airport in Malaysia figuring out what had killed Kim Jong-nam, uh, we would still be wondering how Kim had been murdered. And the Munaibo notes that the North has, has thousands of tons of biochemical weapons and adds that even just 100 grams of um, uh, botulinum uh, toxins would kill tens of thousands of Seoul citizens or residents or other urban cities in Korea and notes that the North has missiles and artilleries capable of sending the toxins into um, Seoul and other urban centers within Korea. So uh, I guess some people might say they're kind of pushing the line here by linking this with biochemical weapons, but I think it's, it's a point worth mentioning that you know the North does have a lot of biochemical weapons. Well, one thing to add... In conclusion, mm-hmm. if this was murder, we need to know what it was that killed Kim Jong-nam. Otherwise, we're looking at a situation where North Korea has overtaken the rest of the world right. in this kind of weaponry, if it was North Korea that was responsible. Mm. Now, we're going to switch focus completely. I said you had two very different topics for right, different views. Right, right. So there's no easy way to uh, segue into foreign currency manipulation. Let's mm-hmm. just do it. Will Korea be put on the U.S. Treasury Department's currency manipulator list in April? Who would be at the more dangerous end of this? Korea, Germany, Japan? Right. There has been, I guess, a few more countries named and, I guess, floated among the uh, various uh, analysts watching the situation on with regards to who's going to be put on this list. And, you know, being put, this, being put on this list is, is not a good thing in any times. But when you have a person who's, I guess, unpredictable as uh, the president is right now in the White House. Like it's, it's, you have that much more incentive to be not on that list. 
Well, un- unpredictability may be the connection between our stories today. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so tell us how the newspapers are responding to this. Right, but before I jump into the newspapers, I just okay. want to delve into some lines in the most recent U.S. Treasury report. And here it says, over the medium term, appreciation of the Korean one would help Korea reorient its economy away from its reliance on exports by encouraging the re- reallocation of resources to the non-tradable sector. So the U.S. Treasury Department has I guess, sent clear signs that Korea is not, I guess, perfectly okay in, in the field of uh, forex manipulation. And this debate here, considering Korea, I guess, began with the Financial Times. Um, uh, the story here in the newspaper on February 13th uh, called Korea an Obvious Culprit. And the story charges that Donald Trump could easily designate Korea, along with Singapore and Taiwan, as manipulators. And in response to this article, Korean uh, finance ministry and uh, Bank of Korea officials wrote a letter saying that, no, you guys are wrong. And then the uh, Japanese newspaper, Nikkei, jumped into this debate uh, by saying that, you know, Korean officials are wrong and they've done a lot to, I guess, you know, be put on that list. And they basically, I guess, borrowed quotes from the uh, notes from the U.S. Treasury Department saying, you know, Korea does have some, I guess, lines of suspicion to be regarded as a manipulator. Yeah, so, source of tension, really, then. Right. And, and a really public debate because it's been floating around all these international newspapers. And a lot of, I guess, Koreans are feeling uncomfortable about the fact that they, they really might be put on this list. Um, so we've got a necessarily international outlook. We've had the Financial Times, the Nikkei. You've also got an English language paper from here in Korea. Right. Uh, the uh, the Korea Herald published a story on 20, February 20th uh, noting that being put on this list was a real possibility. And this is this story was written by uh, Mr. Kim Jong-un, who is, of course, an experienced and well-respected reporter at the Herald. And he cites Korean forex analysts saying that South Korea should take a more hands-on approach uh, to ensure Korea is not put on this uh, manipulator list because, you know, again, if, if you're put on this list, it's, it's already bad. But if you're put on this list right now in 2017 with Mr. Trump there, you know, a lot of uncertainty. Not going to do anything for Seoul-Washington relations. No. Which is why I suspect it won't happen. Hopefully not. I Andrew Jung with today's different view. Thank you. And uh, that's just about it for our program today. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05 with our team, producer Park Ni and our writers Che Kyung-mi and Che Young-jin. I'm Alex Jensen. Stay with us. Latest news headlines on the way very shortly. And then Kurdation will be bringing you Careerscape.